You are listening to the Crown Rest Podcast, the audio experience for basketball official officials. Serve the game. I saw that. That's awesome. I was so honored yesterday when I saw that. Yeah. Just to see the logo with all the other terrific brands that represent officials. Exactly. Well, I mean, hopefully, what's happening here is like creating this village of Mm -hmm. different people that are passionate about the same things. I know. That's exactly what it is. That's the only way this is going to get done. It's got to be collaborative. Yeah, totally. We've got to work together for sure. And utilize each other's platforms and audience to kind of all you know combine forces you know people get very emotional about this and they can't they can't separate the two the the real issues versus you know i don't want somebody yelling at Uh my friend Mm -hmm. and so i thought jd did a really really nice job just listening you know laying it all out there kind of what's going on and Mm -hmm. um i've worked with jd for 20 years wow so i've known him since i first started in this business and he taught me a lot there was a lot of other officials and coordinators that taught me a lot but he was really one that kind of took me underneath his wing and just taught me a lot and learn from yeah and as he moved to um the ncaa Uh we always talked about strategic planning on what what is the perfect model for the ncaa and we're getting closer yeah we're we're getting closer but the the point is there's still not enough officials and there's still not enough at this lower level and they're working too many games and mm-hmm. um, it, something's got to give I, I I had a really good conversation with a volleyball referee he said that he assigns a tournament in Florida I believe 95 courts over wow. three days he said I just have bodies out there now that's how that's the only way they're going to do it though with that volume yeah. You know, you're, you have to ask officials to do multiple, multiple games mm-hmm. just because of the lack thereof and just the total volume of, of these youth events that take place now, you know? Yeah, and, the you know, these youth events, I don't see them, just because they have bad officials, they're not going to give up the money, right? Absolutely not. So It's a great opportunity. It's great money, let's be honest. Like right, that, you know? right. Thank you for putting me as a partner, by the way, too. I, I logged on yesterday to see the crown logo next to all those other wonderful brands that represent officials. It's so cool. So, yeah. um, But I, I love what I'm seeing so far. I think it's. I'm excited for you. Thank you. To be honest Thank with you. you. We're excited as well. And when you, uh, when we go out and we talk to people, and right now we're just talking to anybody that'll talk to us. Sure. And, um, it, it's funny. It, it's growing. It's growing. It's growing. Uh, you saw the PSA, right? The one about the orchestra, I sent that to you. Mm, Maybe not. I'm not sure. I'll send. We'll okay. send it to you. But um, it's a great PSA. Showed it to the Big East this week, and um, they said, "Hey, can we get access to that? Because they'll push it out on their own personal mm-hmm. social medias." Mm-hmm. Um, talking about doing a second one of those PSAs, partnering with that high school. Right. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a village, so it's not yeah. just. It's just not officially human. It's just not crowned, but. There's a lot, a lot of places out there that are doing this work. And um, one of the things that drives me more than anything is I just want to see action. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to talk, 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 talk about the issue. And I think that's what finally hit me last year in January was that I'm hearing all this talk about this shortage and people are talking about the shortage, but there wasn't as many people talking about the treatment. Mm -hmm. And then I, I do think 
I'll maybe be a little bit arrogant, but we have really, really pushed this messaging that there is a treatment is a huge part of this. And we talk about the aging population. Um, that that's a big factor in it. But then you talk about um, putting out a survey through 14 states and getting 19,000 responses. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I just never ima- imagined that it would get that much response. Then you go into the, there's a question at the end of the survey that gives people the option of putting their email address in there to help with, solve that's the problem. Key. That's key for you. 8,500. Wow. So you're starting to build that email su- platform. Right, yep. right. All of a sudden, I'm like, what are we going to do with the 8,500 email addresses? But that, it just goes to show you that there is a platform for what we're doing. Yeah. And people want to be involved. In one week, we got three emails asking if we were hiring. Hmm. And... Yeah, we're, we're hiring oh, for wow. free. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's that's what's been so cool about it is how far we've come just since January. Mm-hmm. We started this thing January and March, uh, probably February, I apologize. Um, just started emailing people like, hey, I'm going to start this company. This is what we're doing. One guy called me within 20 minutes of getting my email introducing officially human and he said whatever you're selling we're buying nice and at that time didn't have anything to sell mm-hmm. so um went and did a did an interview at the grade school the lutheran grade school basketball tournament had some good conversations with the officials there uh there was one older one he was probably in his 60s and the others were in their 50s mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys said i had three of my son's buddies officiating and they all quit yeah. because of getting yelled at so now you, you have you have people that are more willing to do it how do you get them re-interested in doing it that's the i think that's the challenge across the country is you had you had you probably had people you lost them obviously in the first three years do you have a chance of recovering them mm-hmm. the state of indiana sent out our survey she also sent a survey out to officials that they had lost in the last two years. She really didn't have a great count on how many they had lost. Mm-hmm. Found out they had lost 1,200 officials wow. in the last two years. So she resurveyed them, and one of the questions was, "If if we can address the treatment of officials, would you consider coming back?" Hmm, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, we haven't met to even talk about the results of either one gotcha. of the surveys because they did ours and then they did their own. But I think that's another good good test for states to do is to go back and find out from these these guys and girls, yeah. would you come back? Yeah, the fact that you have that their contacts and then you're able to do a little bit of outreach, mm-hmm. that's the key demographic to figure out what the problem was. Right. You know, right. they're going to be honest and transparent about all the things and all the reasons why they're no longer in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then for you to be like, okay, well, here is what we're doing to improve it. Mm-hmm. Would you consider coming back now yeah. that we've changed A, B, and C? Right, right. And and one of the key things that we, we still feel strongly about is just reminding people if you walk into a gym at your local high school and there's a sign that says we believe in the positive treatment of officials yeah again it's it's in your face it's a constant reminder Mm -hmm. and people have said to me we have to get to the place where it's zero tolerance and 
While I agree with that, I don't know that you can get there when you're talking about donors at small colleges, large colleges, and then private high schools, private grade schools. Everybody's afraid that the money's going to go away and dry up if we address this poor behavior from these big donors. And I think that's something that's going to have to be talked about. It's going to be a hard conversation. Yes. And I, I can tell you that over the years I've, I've had officials say to me, yeah, you know, we'll have AD say to me, hey, don't, don't do anything to that person in the front row because they're one of our yeah. biggest donors. Well, that's the thing. People need to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not. It's almost popular to hate on referees. It's yes. po- it's, a, it's a normal thing. Yes. You know, yes. you have great people that go to games. They come from great families and great backgrounds. But for the two hours that they're in a game, mm-hmm. they're not demonstrating that same behavior that mm-hmm. they would normally. You know? And, and, and th- that's so much of the mission of, is humanizing the men and women that go out there every day and do this. I spent a lot of time over the last seven years at, in my day job at the Big Ten um, working with these the men's basketball officials and any chance I could get to just ride along with them from you know Indiana from Indianapolis down to the game at Indiana or Purdue and just listen to where they had been the last five days or where they're going the next five days and it's a grind sure it is a grind and even for a high school or a grade school official that's just kind of starting out they're going to their day job you don't get to get to a game and forget your shirt or your gym shoes or your whistle. I mean, you have to be very, very organized to do this job. And I'm, I'm always in awe of the organization of not, you know, everything is packed and they don't check bags. And but there's all these things that people don't know about mm-hmm. officials at every level and every sport that somehow we have to get a message out there that these people, th- this is a grind mm-hmm. for them. And if we're not a little bit nicer, we're not going to have them. Uh, we, we had, I had a conversation this summer with a, a friend of ours. Her son was playing in a, a seventh grade AAU tournament up in Wisconsin. And re- young referee gave a, a coach a technical. Coach came back again, gave him a second technical, so now he's kicked out. Coach won't leave. The officials leave the floor. And then they got together and they didn't work the next day. So now, now well, you're... They didn't work, I mean, the coaches went and complained? And no, they, and well, no, the official said, no, okay. we're done. We're not working the rest of the tournament. So that's not, that shouldn't be a, that's not a goal either. Mm-hmm. However, the, those statements are starting to be made more and more. You've seen the video of the baseball empire that walked off. Yes. Uh, Good for him. Good yeah, for him. Right, right. Parents deserve that game to be canceled on them because that's all on them. Right. I saw that clip. Right. And, and that's that's sad because now you have an umpire that has to go home and be with his family. And that is on social media everywhere. And that's not a good feeling for them either. Yeah. It's, it's so one-sided too because they're the one abusing during the game. And then when the official says, I'm, I've had enough. Then they continue to throw him under the bus and tell him how wrong he is. So right. it's like doubling down right. on right. the abuse. Yeah, and, and that one, the you know, I think one of the moms made the comment, or maybe it was a dad that made the comment. Are you are you jealous because the the players are taller than you? It's like that is so unnecessary, so unnecessary. And then we talk about um, the the coaches and the coaches at, at every level and how they're getting on these referees and you know we. Look at pro. We look at high-level college games that are on every night, and coaches doing this or commentators yelling at the officials. Well, then 
the, the everyday fan thinks that that's all normal and okay. Absolutely. And then you go to your grade school game and you're doing this to a you know a 22 year old. That's why it's, it's like, easy for them because yeah. they see it and that's the norm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and like you said, coaches. Let's 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 not exclude coaches. They're a major player in this. Mm -hmm. Major player. Crown Refs Podcast is brought to you by Knee Tucks, the best way to keep your shirt or uniform tucked. If you're looking for that clean, professional look on the court, there's only one way to do it. Log on to NeatTucks.com and order yours today. Knee Tucks and Crown Refs, serving the game. What level do you coach high school? No, I coach elementary. I'm a, I'm a phys ed teacher. Okay. So I'm a coach by, by nature, but... Is with regards to officiating, I, I've been like really trying to mentor other officials these yeah. last two or three years. Yeah. And I have a creative background, so one day I just said I'm going to put these two things together, my passion for developing officials and then my creative side, and then let's see what can happen. So I just started putting out content to try to help develop other officials. Yeah. And that, you know, led to... That led to a podcast, and then that led to talking about issues like sportsmanship and abuse and... Just trying to continue to evolve with, with the content and the information. We're trying to change the culture yeah. of officiating. And it's complicated because um, while, you know, ABC plumbing to Zappos is worried about the culture of their company, we're worried about the culture of officiating. But you've got sports and you've got all these different groups of, you know, officials that are part of membership organizations or part of their conference so there's a lot of subsets mm -hmm. of of different Sorry. cultures and so it, it creates a little more complication yeah it's, it's going to take time and patience yeah you know? i mean it, we view this as you know it's a marathon absolutely it's not like we're going to be done in a couple of weeks or we're going to find the magic bullet that's going to change it um so and yeah. and marathon runners can't be worried about what sprinters are doing no. Yeah. You know? No. Here, I want to show you this video real quick. Yeah, it would be good for you to see that. Can you... Oh, nice. Oh, no, I didn't see it. This is great. This is awesome. This is awesome. Could you imagine, right? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Whew. It was actually produced by these guys, and they let okay. us use. Um, but this is who we're going to well work. Done. Yeah, they did a very. That gave really me a little nice. chills just now. Yeah, just because yeah. Of, you've kind of commercialized the vision, and I, I see it like on a broader scale right there. I just got a glimpse of, and there was a great analogy too. Yeah, That's a great yeah. analogy. And I, and I think that's what's going to end up resonating with people is coming at it from different angles, not just, all right, you know, let the coaches coach, let the players play, and let the officials officiate. Generic. Yeah, yeah. And, and while that was good. That was good. At, at, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. That was a we, step. Yeah, now we got to freshen it up and we got we to gotta make it a little more sexy. It, it was a step to put up an old sign that says, be nice, pretty much. Right. Now, now there's right. more channels that we need to hit. Right, right, and and so we have created some signage mm -hmm. that uh, addresses that. There's a strict message in there with a, a softer tone, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that we think is important is 
if somebody's standing at a concession stand and in line and there's you know you're 10 people deep well they can see this thing like hey there the shortage is real we need we need officials and we need to treat them with respect and and who they are as people so i think you got to put out a lot of stuff like that mm -hmm. like, i agree that's that's gonna shorten the that's gonna accelerate things we're putting out vi creative videos on youtube Mm -hmm. on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, of just like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you could do that 15 different ways. Yeah. That could be your concept to where you go do it in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You go do it... Um, we in, talked about in, church. No. Can you imagine sitting in church on a Sunday and like, hey, we heard this sermon last year. But, I, but the concept <laughs> is the same. It's just right. when you transfer it to the officiating arena, we're not getting the same respect. Right. You know, right. it's like, oh, no, you could do it at a game. Right. But no, you would never do it in a church. Right. And I, I think that, that that last, you know, five seconds where it says, you know, sportsmanship every day, Excellent. that that says it. And I've always been of the mindset, because I might be a little ADD, mm -hmm. is quick, fast, powerful. Yes. Move on. And let it resonate with people. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, sorry. Well, that's where people's attention are right now as far as mm -hmm. social. Quick, fast, yeah. informative, yeah. next. Yeah. Well, and think about if, if Paul the referee is out on the court and makes you know a horrendous call and there's 15 people taping it and it goes up on social media. Which will happen. Sure. I'll make a horrendous sure. call. <laughs> Hopefully not too many. Sure, but. sure. And then all of a sudden it's it's got 300,000 views. But Paul, the referee that got 95 calls right in over four games, gets nothing. Right. And that's the that's the sad reality that we're dealing with. It's just there's there's not a lot of consistency and not a lot of passion for mm -hmm. what you you men and women do every day. I know. In this clip, Tim and Brenda talk about the role of the announcers and the negative effects that they can have when they show bias towards the officials and a lack of understanding for the rules. is how do we how do we address the game announcers and the television announcers because again Paul you're at home watching you're watching Syracuse and the announcers get a little sideways on on a call and then you go to your son or daughter's game and you think that it's okay to do that because you, you know they're doing it on TV yes. so that's a, that's another messaging piece that we're going to work on um, internally yeah, add them to the list, the announcers, because sure. they're populating these messages sure. on sure. a broad scale. And you you expect that from Illinois State's own announcers, you know, their, their own radio guys, right? But on a national platform, we just need to be really careful with the message that we're sending yeah. about these human beings. And another thing they need to do a better job is have a more understanding of the rules. Yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. misapplying a lot of things. Yes. So yeah. when I turn in a tune into a college game and I hear an announcer just not giving correct you know analysis on the play sure. using improper terms it's like you're spreading incorrect information yeah, out or, there or they get confused sometimes between the sport uh, I mean between college and high school the pro rules. and the, yeah. and the yeah. college rules because there are differences sure. and so yeah the, the people watching assume that they're they, the color guy knows the sport better than anyone mm -hmm. and so they assume that they're right but sometimes they aren't. Yeah. And the way I would explain it, and we talked, Brenda talked about this with Dean Blandino, is that I think 
when when they go to to Dean Blandino or Mike Pereira or Gene Steratore for the the review play when they're looking at the screen to figure out what yeah. the call mm-hmm. is. I think those guys do a really nice job, even when they disagree with yeah. the referee mm-hmm. and, and the call that maybe was made or whether it's going to be reversed or not. Uh, I think they do a good job at explaining their position and where they, they not only say, well, I, I maybe don't agree, but this is what they're looking at. This is what they're thinking through. This is what what is important to them, and at the end of the day, it's what they can see. Is it is it conclusive? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, they won't overturn it. Uh, I think they, they do a nice job of disagreeing sometimes, but still being massaging human, it, human about it, yeah. massaging it. Whereas sometimes, whether it's it's the color guy or even the the play by play guy, um, they they just disagree with the call and they they voice it almost like they're a fan. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. you know, it's like... They need to be a not, neutral party. You're mm-hmm. not there as a fan. You're there yeah. to call the game. And uh, they, they need to separate some of that a little bit better. Not not everyone. There's certainly ones that are great. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's doing that in the right and way. And that's part of the problem. I mean, that's part of the, the shortage. That's contributing yes. to the shortage. Yeah, so. if you're going to get called out on TV... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Most people right. aren't going to sign up for that. Certainly yeah. going to play in your mind sure. as to whether you want to be involved. And there's certainly been many circumstances, whether it's, uh, I, I won't name names, but we all know that calls happen. And, you know, the, the guy that was the ref of that game that also has a plumbing business, all of a sudden his plumbing business is being pummeled yeah. with phone calls and with emails and yeah. hate speech over his call of this one game Um, and he may not even have been wrong it's just the announcers or somehow that became the feeling that he blew it and uh, that's just not right thanks for listening please go share this with a fellow official make sure you subscribe and it would also mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple Podcast have a great day